isn't it good to be back? So good to see your, uh, your beautiful faces or part of your beautiful faces uh, again. It's been, uh, it's been, what, four months or so, isn't it? Right, I guess, since we were last, uh, last here. But good to be back. Um, why don't you, if you have a Bible, head in the direction of uh, 1 John and uh, chapter 3, uh, just to uh, underline what Paul already said. Thanks to all the folk who got here early to serve and set up. Um, as we, as we, do, we gather together again regularly, we trust, on a Sunday, and uh, increasingly able to do more of what we used to be able to do, we do just need to build teams back up again and servers back again. So uh, everybody's got a part they can play. Uh, you know, it, like folk getting here early, putting out chairs, God loves it. It's beautiful. It's playing a part of us gathering in friendship and family, isn't it? It's playing your part. So um, do be looking at how you can serve at the moment. Uh, the school are only allowing us to use this, this hall, which we're really, really grateful for, um, the relationship with the school and the, the favor with them. But uh, we trust as, uh, as things improve and uh, guidelines and so on ease that, in fact, we'll be able to use, make, make use of other rooms and uh, begin things like children's work, youth work, and, and so on again uh, soon. But, um, yeah, just a reminder, we want to be those that serve as Jesus came to serve us, right? We, we want to be those that serve, and uh, each of us has got a part to play in that. Um, also, just as we, as uh, restrictions begin to uh, ease and, and so on, uh, let me encourage you in life groups and running partners. I know it's been difficult over the last 12 or so months to, uh, to do that, you know. We've only been able to really do Zoom and things like that, but as uh, we're able to, you know, meet outdoors and increasingly, uh, and so on. Do do press into those. Do re-engage. If you've kind of found yourself over the last year uh, dipping out a little bit, finding it hard. Yeah, we've all found it hard online. It's not not easy. But uh, do look to re-engage uh, with that. I mean, for those who don't know, life groups are. I would call them home groups at the moment, but that's probably not not the right way to describe them. But just community groups, really, that meet midweek, uh, usually in homes, but at the moment. Zoom or outdoors or a combination uh, in an appropriate way, and uh, just really to, to chew on the word together, to encourage one another, to do life together, hence the name uh, Life Groups. And, uh, and running partners is really just kind of, I don't know, roughly about three people who just run together, like running mates, you know? We just kind of, uh, yeah, usually like three guys or three girls, and it's just just running together, just uh, a deeper sharing of, of life together, challenges together, praying together, encouraging one another. So do, it's been great to hear uh, just stories of those over the last year, just uh, folk just getting together. Hey, do you want to just run together? You know, uh, not literally, but uh, sometimes. And uh, it's been great just hearing stories of that and how uh, folk have just gone through difficulties and grown through things like that. Right. Um, one John. So it's kind of today we're we're starting a new series next week in Joshua, uh, but today's really kind of like a free hit. I get to do whatever I, uh, whatever I want, and uh, I'm going to preach from uh, one John chapter three and uh, call it Children of God. But before I do, um, let me just uh, when it when it comes to preaching series and, and so on, let me encourage you in in life groups and, uh, and so on. Do do be following up the the word that we preach on a on a Sunday, not because uh, uh, preachers like me are precious about about it, you know, precious about what we've what we've crafted, but but really um, we, we want we want to be those that feed and apply the truth to our lives, right? I think James writes, um, but be doers of the word, not only hearers. Otherwise, you could deceive yourselves, you know. And so we don't want to be those who just kind of come on a Sunday and hear it and think, oh, he, you know, that was a good, that was a nice message, you know, thanks, and, uh, 
and, and, and walk away. We want to be those who, who sit under God's Word, who chew on God's Word and reflect on God's Word. And as a life group, that might look like kind of, hey, what did, uh, what did that look like? For, you know, what, did, what stood out for you on Sunday? Anything, anything you know, prompt you on Sunday, provoke you on Sunday? Uh, half the group might say, well, I wasn't there. I didn't hear it. I wasn't listening. Uh, in which case, a, a quick recap. Uh, you know, but how does it apply? It's applying it together uh, as, a, as a body. It's not... Uh, because we're precious about the preacher, it's because we're precious about God's word, about what he wants to speak to us, and we want to apply it to our lives. Right, let's get on to uh, the sermon this morning. 1 John chapter 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be, be is not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. I want to just, usually I'll, when I preach, we'll kind of build up and uh, build up to the cross, but I want to just start right at the cross this morning. See what great love the Father has lavished on others. Other, other translations, translations might say, behold what great love the Father has lavished upon us. Those songs we've just been singing, how marvelous that he should take my sin and my sorrow. Uh, how can it be that my God should die for me? This is his great love for you and for me, that he should send his one and only son to die on the cross, paying the, the, the substitution for us, being the substitution for us, paying for our sin and our debt at the cross and coming to life. And we're adopted as children of God. This is the wonder of the cross. In fact, John, in this, in, this, uh, in this book, he's been just like a good teacher. He's been teaching and explaining about, about how Jesus is our substitution, and this is what he's done for us, and his righteousness. And then we get to this bit in chapter 3, and it's like an outburst. He's saying, behold, see what love, what great love the Father has lavished upon us, that we should be called children of God. This is the one that one of us to grasp this morning, to, to dwell on this morning, to talk about this morning, that his great love for you and for me, that he should send his one and only son. And so I want to look at how his great love, it changes everything. I haven't got time to touch on everything this morning, you'll be glad to hear, but I want to just pick out a few things I feel God has prompted me about this morning for us and uh, leave us to chew on it. Because... The fact is, as, as believers, we're defined by his great love. We're not defined by, by what we do or even what we've done. Yeah, just hear that. We're not defined by what we do or what we have done. We're defined by his love and what he has done for you and for me. Have you ever met someone, and uh, in, often in, in small talk, you're trying to get to know them, I'll bet one of the first questions you might ask or they might ask is, is what do you do? Hey, I'm, I'm Steve. What do you do? Tell me what you do. Yeah, that's kind of a, a question, isn't it? It's, in our culture, we're defined by, by what we do, aren't we? So often we're defined by that. But as followers of Jesus, we're defined by something else. Or should I say someone else? Amen? So, first one. That we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. It's not just a, a name or a badge or a label that is placed upon those who know and follow him. It's, that's what you are. If, if recipients of his grace, you are children of God. No longer sinners, but adopted children. And John, he uses this, uh, this word children to describe 
Christians because it, it speaks of a number of things, doesn't it? It speaks of like a, an origin. You know, he's our creator. He, he made you, each of us. He made us. He knit us together. He formed us. He knows you intimately. He knows you intimately. He knows your frailties, your weaknesses, your shortcomings. He knit you together. He knows you intimately. It speaks of birth, doesn't it? Children, it speaks of birth. In this case, of course, new birth. That when we started following Jesus, it's like being born again. A new life, a new family. No longer defined by that old ways, old life. New birth. It speaks of a relationship, doesn't it? Father with his children. It speaks with a relationship. We don't come to an angry father. We come to a loving, gracious father. And I know that relating to, to Father, for many, will be, will be, a, will be difficult. If your experience um, with your earthly father, as it was, wasn't a good one, or, or you didn't have a, you know, a, a relationship with your earthly father, I get that that, will be, that is challenging. And I'm not in the position, I had a, a, great, uh, a, a great dad, have a great dad, and uh, I'm not in the position to tell you that. But um, what I would say is there's a number of things in the Christian life where... Um, it can be difficult. We can think, well, I, I, because of what's done for me, I find it uh, difficult to relate to God as Father. Or I find it difficult to accept forgiveness or show forgiveness. And, and I understand, and I can't pretend to understand what, what it must be like if you've uh, had a difficult relationship or not had a relationship with your earthly father. But, and, uh, we, as Christians, we do need to take hold of these things in faith. Take hold of these truths in faith. Not not to earn our salvation, any sense of that, not at all, but if, if we can't take hold of these, these wonderful truths about God in faith, then, then we're missing out. We are missing out. If you can't take hold of the, in faith the truth that you have a loving, heavenly, perfect Father, and He is your heavenly Father, then you, you're missing out. Let me encourage you to take hold of these wonderful truths because a, a father, he's a comforter, isn't he? He's a, he directs, he forgives, he provides, he corrects, he guides. This is the, the thing the love, heavenly, loving, good father does. It also speaks, uh, being children, it speaks of family likeness, isn't it? Family characteristics. And, you know, you can see a little bit of, of that uh, in play here this morning, right? You can see some family likeness. And, um, as we are loved, we want to show love to others. As we've received grace, we want to extend grace to one another, to others. That we're quick to forgive. As we've been forgiven completely, we want, so we want to be forgiven. We want to give, we, sorry, so we want to forgive others just as we've been forgiven. We want to think the best of one another. It is a new nature that, that, that as followers of Jesus, when we have that new birth, we're given a new nature, the nature of Christ, that we're made like Christ, and we go on being made to be like Jesus. And it's a lifetime's journey, and it touches every area of our life. And uh, one I want to just touch on uh, this morning, um, that I, I just feel, prom- I feel convicted about recently, and... Uh, um, maybe it's just me, but um, is the whole area of, of gratefulness and thankfulness. Um, I've noticed in myself over lockdown that, um, uh, <laughs> that, that I, can, I, can, I can complain, right? Okay, I don't know. Any, anyone else there? No, okay, 
No one can complain. One or two others. Okay. Um, it's a very Western entitled kind of British thing, isn't it, to, to, to moan and complain. Maybe uh, that doesn't excuse it. Maybe because there's a bit more to complain about in lockdown and, and so on. Um, but uh, anyway, but I found that about myself. But as followers of Jesus, we're to cultivate a thankful heart. I touched on this on the prayer meeting on, uh, if you were there on Friday evening. We're to, to be those who cultivate a thankful heart. James, uh, he, James writes that we're to be growing in grace. You know, we don't reach a point when, uh, you know, uh, you don't reach a point when you get to, to Stuart's age where you've kind of, you've grown in grace and, and that's it. Yeah, you've kind of, you're there and tick box. We're, we're to be those who grow in grace. And so the, the more we know and follow Jesus, the more he, he touches on areas of our, our lives and our hearts and transforms us and helps us and changes us. And we grow in grace as as believers, as followers of Jesus. The Bible calls it sanctification. It's something that happens with new birth, and it goes on happening as we walk and follow Jesus. And uh, it's, uh, Paul writes to Timothy, Timothy, godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment. So we can be content in all things as believers because, because of his wonderful, great love for you and for me. We can be grateful with our prayers. I, again, I, I noticed this about myself. I can... I can be praying and I can think, uh, you know, kind of pray like, right, let's kind of get the mental list out. I, I could do with this. I've got this situation here. I've got that there. I need this there. I need this changing here. Lord, help me there. Give me wisdom there. And I can just miss right out the, the, the thankfulness, you know. I, I was struck by Psalm 103 this week, forget not all his benefits, right? Forget not all his benefits. Like those benefits we've just been singing about, his wonderful, great love. How can it be? Forget not all his benefits. We can be grateful in our prayers, and it, it, this, it, it fuels our prayers. When, we, when we're thankful, when we're grateful, it fuels our prayers rather than stirring up kind of complaint and grumble, which just sort of stirs up more of the same. Yeah? This is very countercultural, um, but uh, it's, it's family characteristics, one of many family characteristics that as children of God, he, uh, he wants to, to lead us in, point us to. So we're changed and we go on being changed to be more like him. So his love, his great love, it changes us, but it can also change the world, right? And we, our mission here, gathering in friendship and family, growing in character and gifting, go at mission and service, it can change the world. But it, it starts, it's rooted in love, it's rooted in his love for us. There's no point trying to, to be making disciples of Jesus if you're not first of all in love with him, if you're not first of all captured and amazed by his love for you and in love with him. Because love is a, it's a hallmark. Everything that we do is born out of his love for us. He's the initiator. It was him that started it. Everything is born out of love. Paul writes that if, uh, if, if, you know, if, you have not, if you speak in the tongues of men but have not love, you're just a clanging symbol. I've, I've been a clanging symbol at times during lockdown. Eh? Not just me, I suspect. And, and yet, if you have not love, it, it's born out of love. And this radical love, it leads us to, to compassion, to mercy, and to forgiveness to, when we go on mission. We want to extend this good news that, that we've known, this good news of his wonderful, great love for me. We want to extend it and tell people about it. Because as it's reached us, so it can change us, and is changing us, so it can reach and change the world too. It can help, help us difficulty in trials. And this kind of follows on from what I was speaking about in terms of thankfulness. Um, 
if we have a thankful heart rather than an, an entitled heart, then actually when difficulty comes, when, when challenge comes, when disappointment comes, instead of that, that spirit in me of being, I don't, I don't deserve this, why, why has this happened to me? This, I, you know, this isn't fair. Instead of that entitled spirit rising up in me, I've got a thankful one. I say, well, actually, I, I deserve far worse than this. I deserve far worse than, than the situation I'm in right now. But, but, but for the grace of God and praise God, he doesn't treat me as my sins deserve. It can help me through challenges and trial. If we've grasped his great love for us, we can handle conflict with love. We can handle mocking and humiliations as Christians. In verse 3, it talks about uh, the... Uh, uh, verse 2 even, it says um, that the world did not know us, is that it did not know him. It did not esteem him. Jesus was snubbed by the world. And so we too can expect to be snubbed and uh, uh, mocked at times as Jesus was. So it can change us. It changes the world. It can change our, our, our times during trials and difficulty. And it can change our prayer life. It can change many more. I, I haven't got time for all these. I'm just touching on a few. But it can change our prayer life. If we've grasped this great love of the Father, then I wanna, you'll want to speak to him, right? If you're, if you're in love with somebody, you want to speak to them, and you want to hear what they've got to say to you, don't you? He wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to you. There's that eagerness, that desire to, to be in communication with him, not just to, to rock up with a, a prayer list, but to hear from him, to be changed by him. Eager to meet and pray together. When we gather on a Sunday, I love it, we, we, we make space to hear from God because we're eager to hear from our Heavenly Father. It was great, Jamie, and, and, and hearing Paul as well, and I trust others uh, in a minute as we worship again. But as we gather together on Sundays, we're eager to hear what our Heavenly Father has to say to us, and we want to make space for that. But... We have a very real enemy, don't we? We have a very, he's smart. He uses tactics and like you know, reminding us of something that we said or, or did. Suddenly in a, in a kind of an unguarded moment, uh, you're sort of transported back to uh, maybe months, years, decades. You're transported back and uh, late, there's, there is the guilt. He loads it on. Oh, do you remember when you said that? Do you remember when you did that? And the whole notion of being a child of God, it just feels, feels a little bit silly, uh, or maybe just a label. But it's not just a label. I mean, look at what John says here, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. It's not just a, a label. When the enemy comes with attack, when he comes with accusation, it's not, oh, well, I know God call, calls me a child of God, but... but he doesn't know. Yes, he does. He's your heavenly father. He knows you intimately. Well, it's just a label. No, no, it's not just a label. That is what you are. If you know and follow him, we're, we're born into a brand new identity in Christ. I love that picture of baptism, you know, the old life washed, washed away, and, and, and the enemy, he try and pull you back, but he can't, and then you're brought up into new life, new birth. I love it. And if you've not been baptised, let me, let me encourage you. Get, we want to do baptisms again here uh, soon, but we want, we'd love to baptise you. It's, it's so simple. You just uh, give a short testimony as to why you're here. We dunk you. We bring you up. We celebrate. That's it. But it's a, it's a massive moment in the life of a believer. To be baptised, to, to have your old life washed away and be reborn into new life, identifying with Jesus. It's a powerful moment in the life of a believer. So let me encourage you to get baptised if you've not. 
And then this last, this family likeness that I, I spoke about, extending this love, grace, and mercy, cultivating a thankful heart. Community is a great place to work it out. I talked about life groups, running partners um, at the beginning. It's a, a wonderful place to work these things out because as we, as we follow Jesus together in community, you'll find that uh, sooner or later people will, will push your buttons, will, will provoke you. Will, uh, it's just the nature of, of uh, fallen humans like we all are. And yet we get to, it's an opportunity to extend grace to one another. It's an opportunity to grow in grace towards one another. And then as we do that, when, when people uh, in the workplace or in school, they also you know, challenge us or push our buttons. We get, to, we, we get to get extend grace, extend mercy, extend love as we've received love. Let me draw things together now. So often we, we can talk about... I love the songs that we've sung this morning. I kind of, I'll be honest, I gave Johnny a little bit of a heads up what I'd be, be preaching on. But so often we can sing about our love for him, but I love just singing about his love for us. Did you notice that in those songs this morning? Singing about his great love for us because he's the initiator. He's, he's the one who started it all. It's not you and me. And it's, I, I want to encourage us to be those that remind one another of his great love for you and for me. He's the initiator. He's the one who first loved us. In this, uh, as John writes in his, in his outburst here, you know, behold what great love, what great love for you and me, what great love, it's great, that word great love, that phrase, it's, it's kind of off the scale, his love for you, it's enormous, it's, it's a miracle, it's unreal, his great love for you, it's, it's un, unimaginable how, how huge his love is for you, such that he loves you. That's why John gets caught up in this outburst. It's kind of, wow, what great love the Father has for you and me. And it should lead us to a spirit of wonder. How can it be that he would die for me? It should lead us to a spirit of awe and wonder. But throughout this, I've, I'm, I've, you may have picked up on it a few times, I've talked about grasping his great love. And, uh, uh, but actually, it's not, it's not something that can be grasped. Not this side of eternity, so high, so wide, so deep is his love that it, it cannot be fully grasped this side of eternity. And uh, I want to provoke a bit this morning. Maybe you're, maybe you're sat there and you're kind of thinking, well, I, I, yeah, I know, I know his great love. So, um, yeah, I get it. I know his great love. Um, but let, let me just say, be careful you're not deceiving yourself. Yeah. It's so easy to, to think, yeah, I know this, I know this. But actually, if we, it, 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 it's, 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 it's astonishing. His great love is astonishing. It's radical. Behold. It's not just knowledge, you know, kind of, oh, I know God loves me. I know I'm a child of God. It's, it's, it's living in the light of it. It's, it's experiencing it, yeah, on a, on a, on a, on a Monday morning when... Uh, world, work, school, uni crashes in. It's, it's, it's living in light of his outstanding great love for you and me. It's living in light of his off-the-scale love for you on a Monday morning as you go into work, go into school, go into uni, whatever. It's living in light of that. It's not, uh, it's not simply just knowledge. It's experiencing it. It's living with that experience. Behold the great love of the Lord. If you think you've got it, you've grasped it, you really haven't. There's more, there's more, there's more. When we get it wrong, I'm a child of God. 
when someone wrongs us. I'm a child of God, despite what I've done. I'm a child of God. When the enemy comes with guilt and condemnation, I'm a child of God. When life is hard, when someone hurts you and offends you, I'm a child of God. I'm loved by God. When sharing our faith, I am loved by God. Tomorrow morning, as I said, in life groups, in running partners, we're, hey, we're children of God. This isn't some silly notion we kind of uh, just teach our, teach our children, oh, you're a child of God. No, it's for all of us. The great love of the Father, such that we're called children of God, and that is what we are. Johnny and Sarah, do you want to come back up? And uh, we're going to worship and praise in light of the fact that we are children of God. And we're going to take communion together. And uh, there should be, you, should have, you should find some uh, cups on your seats. Uh, if you haven't, just sort of wave and we'll, we'll get you some. Um, but um, if, this is really for, if you would call yourself a follower of Jesus, this is, a, uh, this is like a, a, a meal together. We are orientating ourselves together as we do this, as we take the bread and the wine, uh, or the juice and the cracker, uh, we are we're coming back to the table with Jesus. We're saying, Lord, I'm a child of God. I, I want to remind myself of your great love for me, your off-the-scale love for me this morning. And I want to live in light of that. This is a daily, this is a daily thing, folks, right? Just, uh, just living in light of what he's done, that we should be called children of God. So do you want to stand... And Johnny and Sarah are going to lead us in a, uh, in a song. And uh, let me encourage you. Let's, let's take the bread and the wine together. You might want to pray with who you've come with. Encourage them. Bless them as you take the, uh, the bread and the wine together. Normally, we'd kind of do this all together as a family. We're not, we're not able to right now uh, in, in that sense. But we can, we can do it here together. And so let me encourage you. Let's reorientate ourselves. Come back to the cross for all that he is, for all that he's done. I'll pray. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that we get to call you Father because we are children of God, Lord. We are forgiven and free, loved, adopted. Jesus, we love you, Lord. I want to pray for us that we would live in this sense of this new identity in Christ every day, Lord. This new identity as being children of God. Help us to live in the light of that, Lord. We thank you for this, this off-the-scale love for us, Lord, that it's unbelievable, Lord, despite what we've done. You love us. You chose us. You rescued us. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord.